Good, good. Yay, yay. Welcome to Great Hills Baptist Church. So delighted that you're here today on this first Sunday, not only of a new year, but a new decade. My name is uh, Danny Forshe, pastor here at Great Hills. Sean, thank you guys. Y'all did a fantastic job. So cool seeing these young people up here leading us in worship. I love that. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So good. And the band sounded great. Thank you, Terry, for uh, all your good work of investing in others. So praise the Lord. And man, I'm excited today. I'm always excited on Sunday, but and, you know, this day is a special day because uh, being the first Sunday of the new year, I like to somewhere around this time of year preach what I call as a state of the church address where I just share with you my heart as your pastor and just kind of my perspective of where we have been in the previous year, kind of where we are, and then where I see us going by God's grace. And so you have picked a great Sunday to be here. I've already had a chance to meet many in our new members class this morning, had a great class up there, and then some new folks over here that I met uh, said my first time here at church. And so we're just welcoming you. We're really hoping that you just sense the presence of God in this place and that you feel at home and that... Um, and you just make yourself at home. So we're delighted that you're here. So here's our verse. It's Isaiah 43. If you have your Bible, that's awesome. You can turn there and open it up and read it, or we're going to put it on the screen. And again, thank you. Uh, so many of you are worshiping with us online through the various social media platforms. God bless you guys. Welcome to our church. And you, as well as many of you here today, I know a lot of you have your phone. If you're like me, uh, you, I hope you're not texting during the message. I was just, you know, I hope you're not Facebooking in the message. But here's the thing. If you would open up your Facebook and just click the live worship here at Great Hills and push share. And then that way you can let all your friends and family and everybody know that you're worshiping at Great Hills and it might encourage them, might inspire them. I've shared with you before, getting a little ahead of myself, but the fastest, probably the fastest growing ministry at Great Hills Baptist Church is our social media ministry or our online congregation. If you get... You want some encouragement sometime, just go look at the states and the countries and the people represented like right here, right now, who are worshiping with us through, uh, through technology. So we're delighted to, to have you join in with us uh, today. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I got to calm down. It's not the coffee. I think it's the Holy Spirit. So I've just got to calm down just a little bit. All right, here it is. Behold, God tells Isaiah, say these words, behold, I will do what does it say, church? A new thing. I love that. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness, and I will make rivers uh, in the desert. When Isaiah wrote this, this was a difficult time for the life of Israel, for the nation of Israel. They had seen God do mighty, miraculous feats and acts. For example, he led them out of Egyptian bondage through the Exodus. And then God just continued to one series of miracles after another, and he led the children of Israel into the promised land. And through disobedience and through some bad choices they made, they found themselves in what was called the Babylonian captivity, the 70 years of being back in bondage, back in slavery. And so Isaiah, he's talking to the people saying, listen, God's going to do a new thing. Just like God delivered us in the Exodus, he's going to deliver our nation out of, the, out of this Babylonian captivity. And sure enough, God did. And God restored the nation of Israel back to their land. But then there's something else in that verse. There's kind of an unprecedented, unparalleled flavor or tenor in this verse, which I see it as God 
God doing a new thing all over this world. When Jesus Christ, he has come and he has died on the cross. He arose from the dead and he invites all of us to come and be forgiven and to have a brand new life. Paul said, old things have passed away. Behold, in Jesus Christ, I'm a new creation and all things have become what? Have become new. And then I think also that verse, Isaiah, the prophet, 700 years before Christ, is looking to an even future time when Jesus will come again and he will reign on this earth during his millennial reign. And so Isaiah has, he has a lot of excitement, a lot of joy and purpose and forward thinking, even though he found himself in a very difficult situation. I love people like that, don't you? Don't you love people who are just so optimistic and they're so... They're so full of the Holy Spirit and things may be tough and they don't mitigate that. They don't patronize or minimize, but they just say, you know, yeah, it's reality. Times are hard, but hey, check this out. God's still on his throne. God's still in control. I mean, the creator of the universe, he, he is for us. He's not against us. He loves us. He wants what is absolutely best for our lives. And when we surrender ourselves to Christ, oh, man, we experience the joy and the purpose and the peace of God. So today we're going to just kind of, it's going to be fun. We're going to look back and look at today and then also look toward uh, the future. It's always a good idea uh, for a church, and I could do a better job at this, is stating and restating and reiterating our purpose, our mission, our vision, our values, our pathway. And I want to do that now. And if you were in our connect group hour at 930, you heard this. In fact, over the next three weeks today and the next two, two weeks, excuse me, we're going to be able to just saturate you with our mission and our vision, our purpose, our path, just really moments of identification. I think it's very important. Every church that follows Jesus Christ and his teachings, we have so much in common. We have the great commission. We have the great commandment. And yet we're different. We're in different locations. We have different, um, well, obviously we're different people from different walks and backgrounds. And so how about this church? What is the DNA of Great Hills Baptist Church? What is our unique fingerprint? Who are we and where are we and where do we see us going by God's grace. Can I just go ahead and tell you all this? I, I think this is probably why I'm so excited. I have never been more excited about a church than I am right here, right now at Great Hills Baptist Church. I, I'm serious. And I've pastored, uh, uh, say, a lot of churches. This is my fourth church. And, and, and we've been here nine and a half years. And I just think 2020 is going to be crazy good. Is that all right to say that? Amen. I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. Our mission at Great Hills Baptist Church is to find our one, share the gospel with him or her, and just do what Jesus told us to do, and that is to make much of Christ. Jesus said in Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man has come for this reason, to seek and to save those who are lost. Cesar, I love your testimony. I love when Daniel baptized you today. Somebody, you were their one. They shared with you and encouraged you. And now you're sharing with your friends and inviting your friends. And by the way, that's how the kingdom expands. That's how God's grace flows over a city and over a church is when we say, okay, who are my people? Who are the ones that God has put in my path? that I might be able to share Christ with and encourage. I was at Academy Sports just yesterday, and I was, um, man, I'm dangerous when I go to Dick's Sporting Goods. 
in Academy Sports. I mean, my wife is like, oh, please give me the credit cards. Give me the checkbook. He's, he's, on, a, he's on a mission. Because I don't get out very often, but when I do, I spend money. And so anyhow, I'm out there and I'm, I'm buying my, my new wardrobe. I've got a bunch of races coming up this week, some running I'm going to be doing. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. And so I'm, I'm buying these clothes and I'm getting all this knee brace. Oh, my right knee. Bless its heart. Bless that knee. Pray for that knee that it holds up. And so I'm, I'm going through the counter and the guy, you know, nice looking, sharp young man. He's just very professional at his job and just taking care of me. I said, sir, can you tell me where the bathroom is? He said, it's right behind me. He said, you have to be blind to miss this bathroom. You just go straight through the exit. I said, oh, that's great because I've been drinking lots of water and preparing for this race. And then I had this little feeling in my heart say, he's your one. Just invite him. Invite him to your church. And I said, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm embarrassed. No, I didn't do that at all. I said, yes, Lord, I want to invite him to my church. And so I took out my Great Hills Baptist Church card. I gave it to him. And then he went just like this, silence. And I thought, oh, goodness, this is, this is awkward. Continued silence. And then he looked at me and he said, this is very interesting. I made a New Year's resolution to go to church. And here you are. You're inviting me to church. Any Red Raiders in the house? Texas Tech Red Raiders in the house? Okay. Watch out. Boop, boop. And so uh, he said, I'm a finance major at Texas Tech University. And he had this big smile come over his face and thank me and wants to come uh, to Great Hills. I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. That was so fun. Now, every, every time we do that, it doesn't always turn out that way, right? Some people kind of look at us, maybe laugh at us or say, no, I'm not interested. But hey, for Great Hills Baptist Church, this is who we are. This is my passion. This is, this is our passion. We meet people and say, we know the Lord. We're not perfect, but man, God is so good. Do you know him? Let us, let us encourage you. Come and worship our great God with us. That's our mission. Our vision is this. It's to make disciples. Discipleship is really the DNA. It is the defining characteristic of Great Hills. In order to make disciples, people have to come to faith in Christ, and we baptize them. We begin to teach them and mold them and encourage them. And Jesus said it best. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, Matthew 28, 18, then verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations all the ethna, the ethnic groups of this world, more about that later, baptize them just like we did this morning. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here it is, teaching them. That's the heartbeat of discipleship. Discipleship is when a believer, maybe somebody is a little more mature, a little further along in the walk than you are, they teach you, they encourage you and strengthen you, teaching them to what? To obey God to observe all the things Jesus said that I've commanded you. And lo, you're not in this alone, all right? I am with you to the very end, even uh, to the end of the age. So that's our, that's our vision is to make disciples. And how do you do that? Well, you have to have three things for any church or individual to have a dynamic, vibrant discipleship ministry. You have to have these three things. Number one, you have to have an intentional leader. You have to have somebody who is passionate about obeying Jesus' great, not suggestion, but his great commission. Number two, you have to have a relationship with somebody. 
You have to, whether it's one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three or four, whatever. I, I like the smaller groups more than I like the bigger groups when it comes to this teaching, discipleship, where you're helping somebody, nurturing them, moving them. Watch this. Out of death into life, out of infancy into childhood, out of childhood into young adulthood, out of young adulthood, all the way into parenthood so that they now go and help lead somebody out of infancy and so forth. And that's how it goes. And it's a beautiful thing. An intentional leader. A relationship, and number three, a process. It's a process that Great Hills, we have been, 2019 was so cool. Uh, I have been discipling more people than I have ever discipled in my life, and so has our staff. They have been phenomenal. Love our staff. Thank you, God, for good men and women in the ministry. We are so blessed, and I think y'all know that. We have some amazing leaders who are leading you in different departments and ministries, and I'm so grateful to God for them. And they have been doing what I've been doing, making disciples and making more disciples. That's our vision. I hope you're catching it. I hope you do catch it. Number three, mission, vision. What, is that? what are our values? What do we value at Great Hills Baptist Church? This is so important. Here are our values. Number one, we make much of the Word of God. That's just who we are. We teach the Bible, we preach the Bible, we memorize the Bible, we love the Bible. The Bible saturates all my sermons, our connect group classes, our discipleship classes. The Bible is a big deal at Great Hills Baptist Church. If the Bible's not a big deal for you, it's going to become a big deal for you because that's just who we are. We love God's Word. It's his, it's his 66 letters, love letters to us to show us how to live. Number two is we love the family. We want to help build strong marriages, and build strong families. Oh, as you know, what an uphill battle that is in our nation and in our world. So much that is countering, that is against the homogeneous unit, the nuclear unit of the family, a man and a woman with kids, has become so controversial. But it's not for us. That's who we are. We believe in the marriage. We believe in the way God designed it. And we're not, we're not mean. We're not mean-spirited. We're not bellicose toward anybody. We're just trying to pursue what we clearly see in the Word of God. Strong men, strong women, in the faith, in relationship, having babies. Whew, life is good. That's, that's big. That's Great Hills Baptist Church, all right? In a nutshell, that's who we are, all right? Preach and teach the Word of God. Build strong marriages and families. I already mentioned number three, reach people, disciple them, baptize them. Number four is pray, pray, and pray some more. Y'all probably know this, but if you don't, we have this amazing ministry in our church called Warriors on the Wall, and those are some serious prayer warriors. Every month, the staff, we fill out request and we send them in and these men and women take our request and they take them to God and many in our church are involved in a dynamic prayer ministry and it's something God is impressing upon me I pray every day but I want to pray more and I want to pray more 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 for our church okay and the last one is unity Great Hills Baptist Church we have seen this we've learned this through the years that a unified church is a much more effective church, right? A church that, no, we don't agree on everything. My land, we're Baptists. We can't agree on hard land, you know what I'm saying? But we, we don't agree on everything, but we agree on the main things and the tertiary things, the peripheral things. We're like, it's okay, you know, but the main things are the main things. And so we march forward in unity and that's who we are. And, and again, our pathway, we make a, a big deal of worship, discipleship, and reaching out or reaching people. That's my introduction. I got to get going. Number one, here's the point number one. Where have we been? Where has Great Hills Baptist Church been 
in 2019? Well, we've been in a lot of places, starting in our home, in our home state of Texas, in our home city of Austin. We have seen so many people, you people, engaged in multiple ministries in our city, in our state, in our nation, in this world. And I, and I, I started to try to write some of these down, and I was like, oh my word, I can't even, I can't even begin. I, I'm serious. I can't even begin to start in all the things you people do. You are amazing. No, I'm serious. You do things that nobody really sees. Nobody takes notice but God. And here's the thing I want you to hear me. And God, who sees you in secret, guess what? He will reward you openly. And somebody may not take notice or somebody may offend you and omit you or overlook you, but God never does. I'm talking about people driving these golf carts around this camp. We have a big campus, 29 acres or such. And these men and women, they drive into these golf carts. They'll be freezing cold. Not often, but it's cold sometimes in Austin. Come on in. And, and they're our first, they're their first contact. Come on in. We welcome you to Great Hills. And then, and then first impression teams and connect group leaders and, 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 and worship leaders. And then from there, all these ministries, English as a second language, Life Bridge, Oh my word, I, I, ministering to those with dementia and those who take care of those who have dementia. And it was just on and on and on. I just say, thank you, God. Thank you for your church. Thank you that we are, we're not perfect, but we sure love you, Jesus, and we want to make much of you. And we want to help as many people as we can. If you were here December the 8th, you saw all these people, just representative of 50 partnerships. Great Hills has 50 mission partnerships. And a bunch of them, I would say probably half of them, we support financially. And the largest one being our unengaged, unreached people group all the way over on the other side of the planet in South Asia. God continues to bless that work. And we are hearing wonderful reports of people being saved and baptized and churches started. And y'all know who I'm talking about when I say the K people. That's all I can say because in this country, it is very difficult to be a Christian. And yet God is moving and God is working. And I just got an email, Brother Mike, the other day from David who said, thank God for Great Hills Baptist Church. He just goes on and on saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because of your dollars, because of your prayers, I tell you, entire people group is coming to faith in Jesus. And I say, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you that we have a small part of it. Where have we been? We've been to Austin. And we've been all the way on the other side of the planet. I'm so grateful. Our men's ministries, our women's ministries, our Operation Christmas Child, our angel tree, our ministry that just started a few months ago, ministering to those who've had a, a abortions and coming alongside them and encouraging them. We've been standing outside abortion clinics and praying and peaceful demonstrations. Oh my goodness, we've been teaching the Bible. We, our social media has taken off and I praise the Lord for that. Christmas Eve, y'all, was pretty cool. How, how many of y'all made it out here to Christmas Eve? All right, thank you. God bless you. I'm gonna tell you what, it's the largest Christmas Eve service that we've ever had, that I've ever seen since being the pastor here. I had 120 something more than we had last year, but check this out. We had 469 people online watching our Christmas Eve. We had over 700 here, and it's almost 1,200 people 
worshiping God. We, I don't know if y'all are here or not. We were covered up with kids. I've never seen so many kids in all my life. This whole altar was full of kids and I loved it. And we gave them a little gift. Y'all, y'all remember? We gave them the little nativity. And, and I, I, somebody told me, I can't remember who said it, but they said, I overheard one of the kids talking about the gift. And I said, oh, what did they say? <laughs> you got to love kids, right? And one of the little kids told his buddy, he said, it ain't candy. It's, it's not candy. Okay. It's not candy. You can't eat it. But it was a beautiful little nativity scene. So we're grateful to God and, and, and thank you to those of you behind the scenes or more up front who are working in the media, working in the uh, worship ministry. And so we're so grateful to God for that. Now I got some, I got some big news. In June the 9th, in this church in 2019, we burned our note and we have no more debt. That was, a, that was an amazing thing. Thank you, Lord. Now, the more good news. I'm so excited to share this with you. The first time in a long time, Great Hills Baptist Church finished in the black in 2019. I'm like, praise God. Wow. Thank you, Lord, and it's because you give. And I I tell you, I've never been a part of a church that is so generous and so giving, and I just commend you, I applaud you, and I praise God for you. So that's kind of where we've been. So what's going on or what is happening? If you're trying to follow me in the outline that we presented a couple weeks ago, I'm sorry, I've kind of changed it up. I've slept since then and kind of changed it up a little bit. Uh, I think we did it. We should do it. Where have we been? Where are we? Where we're going? Now it's... um, What's happening, okay? And this is what I'm gonna to talk to you about now. Number two is what, is what is happening? Well, there's a lot happening. Um, and I mentioned a moment ago, just the sacrificial giving of our church. It takes finances, right? It takes money. Uh, I, I probably should talk more about that. And some of you, you encourage me, pastor, talk more about it. We need to know more. We need to hear more about how important it is to give our tithes and our offerings. And so many of you do that. So grateful to God for your faithfulness and obedience. Can you outgive the Lord? Can you? You just can't. Let me ask you another question. Thank you, Judy Stone, for this question. Have you ever regretted something that you gave to the Lord and his people? No. God is just so good to us and blesses us over and over as we give our, as we give from our tithes and our offerings. So uh, where are we? Well, tomorrow night, we'll have another meeting. We've been meeting all year. It's called our ad hoc uh, committee meeting where we're taking a hard look at our church and our facilities and kind of where we are. And as we exit out of building A and move more into building C, what does that look like? How do we make that transition? How do we transform the third floor of building C into a nice gymnasium area to a nice place where families and community can come? And so we're working on that. Pray for us. We're meeting again tomorrow night at 6.30. Our ad hoc committee, Jeff Todd's done a marvelous job leading us in this. Speaking of building A over here, last year, um, it's kind of like last year and now. I, kinda, I, I know I'm kind of vacillating back and forth, but last year in 2019, you'll remember that we entered into an agreement, a lease agreement with the Austin Classical School, and they were so happy to find us. They said, oh, your $500,000 AC bill that you've got, we'll take care of that for you. And they did. They paid 500000 Do y'all know how much money that is? That is a lot. Of money. You say, well, who in the world has a $500,000 air condition? We do. I mean, this is a big, big place, right? And I'm telling you, 
When things break in a big place, it's just big money. It just takes a lot of money. So anyhow, building that one, A, I've only been 10 years here, so y'all hang in there with me. Building A, the units were about to be gone, and this, this group comes in just in time, not only to say we're going to pay for the air conditioners to be fixed, but we're going to give you X amount of dollars every month. And in coming in, and, and that just grows and grows and grows. And I think by year five, we're going to be making like $250,000 a year as a church just on the proceeds that we'll receive from this Christian school. That is, y'all just, I'm telling that is a big, big God thing. God worked that out, and we're so grateful to God for doing that for us, for our church. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at my notes, and I've got three paragraphs about something that's personal. Do y'all have time to hear, hear something personal? Okay, all right, good. But I want to share something personal with you. I'm so, so grateful to God. I don't know how God speaks to y'all, but I'm hard-headed sometimes. Ashley, please don't say amen out loud. Just don't. <laughs> Two people, dear Christian people, whom I love, gave me a book, two books, identical subject. And they said, we feel like you need to read this. I said, okay. So, and by the way, I get so many books and gifts and articles and recommendations and stuff. You just wouldn't believe how many. I, and there's just no way I can read them all. But the Holy Spirit's like, read this. And I read it, and it's called Leading on Empty. And the book, the whole premise of the book is about if you're going to be an effective leader, you must have a better rhythm where you incorporate rest into your life. So I read that, and I was like, "Woo! y'all ever read something that got a hold of you, stepped on your toes, and made you uncomfortable, and you're like, that was difficult. And then this pastor in Kentucky, I was preaching at his church. He goes, oh, wow, you think that book's good? You ought to read this book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And I was like... Okay, guess what that book talks about? Rhythms and rest and don't burn out. Pace yourself, pace yourself. I'm like, wow, that was interesting. Then my sister-in-law, over the holidays, comes up to me and says, oh, Danny, I bought you a new book, and I want you to read this book. It's so good. And I said, okay, what is this book about? It's, I kid you not, the title of the book is Take the Day Off. <laughs> right in the middle of all this, one of you, and if I said your name, you'd go, if that lady says something, you, you need to listen. Spirit-filled woman of God met me right out here. She said, Pastor, the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you something. Now, you got to understand, people do that a lot, and sometimes you go, was it the pizza you ate last night, or, or, or are you really filled with the Spirit, and you really, but this person, I never questioned her. Guess what she said? She said, you need to rest. The Holy Spirit's telling me to tell you. I'm reading three books. That person tells me, and then driving into church today, I cannot make this up. I, I, I'm driving to church. This morning, it was almost, it, I can't say it's weird or spooky because it's just one of these Holy Spirit things. And this voice comes on the, I've never heard this voice before. This is kind of freaking me out. And this voice comes on my radio loud. It says the same thing. 
that I just read last night in this book, and it's kind of freaking me out. It says, if you're going to be physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually healthy, you better take a day off. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to start trying to take a day off, a day. And uh, y'all pray for me, because I'm wired different. I'm wired as a, I'm a weird dude. I know I am wired up. And uh, just pray that I can find that rhythm of rest. Two deacons in the church, they won't leave me alone. They keep coming up to me. And these are good deacons, by the way. They're like, when are you going to take your sabbatic? And when I see them coming, sometimes I'm like, oh, goodness, here he comes. I know what he's going to ask me. And I'm like, not to mention any names, but Jason Mann will say, hey. And Andy Spencer will say, hey, what are you, going, when are you, going, what are you doing about that sabbatic? And, I, and I, I give them the same answer, and I just got to tell y'all I'm working on it. And somehow, somewhere, some way, I'm going to take a sabbatical where it looks like I'm gone for probably a few months. And the guys who have done this that I'm looking at are the guys who are healthy, and, and they make it. I had a, took a guy to lunch last week, and uh, he told me something really interesting. He's a pastor in a great church, and he said, I want you to disciple me. Because I don't know many guys in their 50s who are finished and strong. I don't know many guys in their 50s who are trying to do the deal like you're doing it. Would you disciple me? And I just, that really blessed me. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get in a good, I'm, I'm good, probably talking more than what I, what I should. I'm in, I'm in a good way, but I, I just know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. And so for me to disobey God at this point would not be good for y'all. You do not need a disobedient pastor under the judgment of God, under the chastisement of God. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but y'all pray for me that I'll figure this. Oh, that's my three paragraphs. Thank you, Lord. We got through that. So thank y'all for hearing my heart on that, okay? Thank you. And we're going to, we're going to figure it out. We're going to... All right, number three, where are we going? This is the most exciting part for me. Where do I see Great Hills Baptist Church uh, going in the future in 2020. Well, number one, and I, I'm sorry to be a Debbie Downer and to say something really, and I say really negative, but it's really, really necessary. We are, as your leaders, and, and you know we do this, we're doing the absolute best we can to protect our church. All you have to do is watch the news. Was it Sunday? Wasn't it last Sunday? When the guy goes into the church there in Weatherford, uh, West Texas, east, uh, west of Fort Worth. So I just want you all to know, this is a very, very protected place. And we have protocols, processes, we have procedures. At Great Hills, that guy could have never gotten even into sitting in the congregation without him being confronted, probably by one of our armed police officers, okay? We have people right now, I don't know if you know this, all the doors are locked. You cannot get in Great Hills Baptist Church right now. There are people at a monitor, at a camera, watching every door. If anybody tried to break in a door, we have armed police officers. This place is as protected as we can get it. And might I just add, there are many of you toting some stuff, toting some weapons right now, and I'm okay with that. Um, and I appreciate you doing that. And I'm, I'm at peace. The first person usually is going to get shot is the pastor. I'm at peace with that. 
And I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, if that happens, y'all know where I'm going to be. I'll be waiting on you, okay? But if that were to happen, God forbid, never happens. Please get down. Just duck. Because there's going to be some firing going on. No, I'm serious. And, it's, and don't get caught in friendly fire. Just get down. And if you get out safely, get out safely. Because whoever, if they were to do that, uh, they don't stand a chance. They're not going to make it out of here. But they could take some of us with them. I hate to bring this up to you, but it's so important. It's the day and age in which we live. Just know this. We're doing everything we know to protect you. But we just know there's a lot of evil in this world. Okay, so I, I just needed to share that with you. And thank you, Brother Terry, if you're here or back there. Thank you for helping me with that. Mark Cook, God bless you. Thank you, Austin Police Department. You guys are awesome. We praise God for you. We thank you for being out there. Thank you. My word for 2020 is this word I believe the Holy Spirit's given me. It's the word forward. Forward. It's a lot like onward. It's not backward, but it's forward, moving forward. What, what are we going to do moving forward? We're going to continue with this discipleship emphasis where your staff is discipling other people who will disciple other people. Listen, there's a very good probability that if you're here and you're like, I want to go deeper with God, I, I want to grow in my relationship with God, then there will be a man or a woman who will say, I will take you in. I will take you into my group, men with men, women with women, and I will pour into you. We, we follow a lot of Jim Putman's material. Um, and so we, we will help you. You let us know, and we will help you grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. We're, we're going to find, I believe in 2020, we will find a worship pastor and a children's pastor. I know we've been looking, but I also know we've been in tough places financially. And so really believe God has these people out there for us. And when we find them, it's going to be a great thing. And so pray with us that we find this worship pastor, excuse me, and, this, uh, and the children's, children's pastor. We're going to continue working in missions, very heavily involved in multiple mission venues, opportunities, not only here, overseas, moving forward, taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. We're going to continue to emphasize our ones, right? Sharing with our people who the people are. God puts in our path. It's amazing. My guy yesterday was at Academy Sports. Who's your guy today? Who's your gal today? Somebody you can just encourage and say, hey, I want to invite you to our church. Give them a little card, attract, invite them. In the spring, we're going to do the Christ Together Greater Austin Spiritual Awareness Campaign where we just take these near-death experiences, these experiences that people are having all over the world and say, well, let's talk about that. And is that legitimate? But more importantly, let's see what the Bible has to say about death and the afterlife and heaven and hell. And I think it's going to be really interesting. About 200 churches in the Greater Austin area are going to be having these conversations and really... It's just a segue. It's just an opportunity for us to talk about spiritual things, but especially what the Bible has to say. You know, people, whether they put on this front or not, most people are thinking about the afterlife. They think about what's going to happen to me when I leave this, this earth. And that's where we step in and encourage them and talk to them. By the way, talking about Austin, did y'all know in 25 years, we are going to move from 2 million to 4.5 million people. Can y'all imagine that? Can you imagine Mopac and 183? 
and 35 in 2045. In 25 years, we're going to go from 2 million to 4.5 million people in the greater Austin area. That's what the city demographer told us last year. And I'm like, oh my word, that is crazy. What else are we going to try to do? We're going to continue to preach the Word of God. I'll pick back up in a couple of weeks in the book of Acts, and we will walk through the book of Acts, and there's a very good probability that while I'm studying the book of Acts with you, come June of 2020, I will have a group of people. We got people from all over here in Texas, as far away as Virginia, who are signing up and going with me and Ashley, and we're going to take a 10-day trip, and we're going to retrace Paul's second missionary journey. It is a phenomenal trip. I've done it once before. I did it without my wife, and she ain't happy, and she wants me to go again and take her with us, and we are. Ashley's going, and it's, it's an amazing trip. We go to Athens. We go to Thessaloniki. We go to Corinth. We take a three-day cruise in the Aegean Sea, go to Patmos where John wrote Revelation. There's still time. If you're interested in going, there's still time to sign up and go with us, but I just think it's so amazing that as probably right around the, the, the missionary journeys of Paul is when we're going to be actually over there for 10 days retracing that. Here's another thing I'm looking forward to. And, and, and if you press me for a lot of details, I'm just going to say, I don't know. And I'm being honest. I just know that there's a very good probability that Great Hills Baptist Church will plant another church in 2020. And and I know, and I'm excited, but our other church plant is doing phenomenal, praise God, for Cornerstone Church and Pastor Stu and, and the work that God is doing there. But this next one's going to be a little different. I'm going to preach at that one and preach at the Mama Church, at the big church. Now, I know you've got all kinds of questions. Go, well, where is this going to happen? How are you going to do that? Where's going to happen? And I'll just be honest with you, I have no idea how that works. But I believe... The Spirit of God is prompting me and moving me into this area of Great Hills Extension, having a satellite campus, probably in the Georgetown, uh, Liberty Hill area. I've been praying. I've had multiple meetings with, with people up there. And so pray for me. God could just go, okay, that's it. And sh shut the door and we don't do it. But if he keeps opening the door, and guys, I don't know how your walk with God is or how hard-headed you are, but... And when God keeps opening doors and opening doors and confirmation, opening doors, I have to walk through it. If I don't, then I'm disobedient. And again, you don't need a, a disobedient pastor and I don't need to be a disobedient follower of Christ. So actually, I'm kind of excited about it. Last time we planted a church, I know we, it, it was tremendous sacrifice. Do y'all remember we did that and we were broke and we sent out 34, I mean, amazing people. That 34 has become 100. They're doing great. I don't know what this next one looks like, but Ashley and I are committed to it. We're so committed, we'll probably sell our house and move into this area and help get this church planted and started and also uh, pastor here as well. Kind of excited about it. Some of you are looking at me like, you're too old for that. You don't, you don't, you don't have enough energy for that. I got energy. I mean, God's given me energy, and I'm so, I'm so grateful to be in the health that He's given me, and I'm just going to go to heaven tired. How's that? I'm just going to go to heaven tired with rest built in along the way. Well, that's it. Y'all have a blessed, I'm sorry, not, not done completely yet. Man, I hope, I hope you... I hope you sense 
a little bit of what I'm sensing. There's a movement of God in our church. And we're not perfect. And I know we still got a ways to go. I still have a ways to go. But I'm seeing God do. I think part of the favor and the blessing of God upon us is because we're out of debt. I really believe that. I do know some things we need to do as a church. It's going to cost a lot of money. I, I don't have a piece about right now borrowing money and going back in debt. I, I just don't. I'm just trying to seek God daily, praying, praying, praying about what does this building look like? Building C, an area where the, our community can be blessed and reached and have sports and programs. I don't know how. And God is so good. He's like, don't worry about it. If I'm in it, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I own the hills. I own it all. If I, if I want you to plan, if I want you to go, then I'm going to take care of it. So let's, let's just be anticipating what God is going to do in our church, through our church. But I'm just going to tell you again, I've never been more tired and I've never been more excited in my ministry. I'm 55 years of age. I got gray hair. Uh, but I pray that God keeps me on this earth a lot longer. I pray that God keeps me at Great Hills Baptist Church. I hope he keeps me here another 10 years. I really do. I'm hoping that God gives me the strength and the energy. I'm, I'm meeting with this financial planner, and he said, when are you going to retire? I said, I'm not. He said, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. I said, pastoring? Oh, yes, I have to retire from pastoring. You, you, can't, you can't run at this pace forever. And I know I'll retire from Great Hills, but if God will keep me alive and he will give me one person or two that I could preach the gospel to, that I'm going to do that to the day God takes me home. Retirement is not in the Bible. Don't argue with me about it. Just you can retire from your job, but please never retire from doing the will of God for your life. For me, the will of God for my life is preaching the gospel and making disciples and training people. So I love you, Great Hills. I don't know if, I don't think I tell you that enough. I thank you. But you're a great, a great church, a great people of God. God is doing amazing things. So this is what I want us to do today. I, I want Brother Trey, if he'd come on up and... Um, and, and, and he'll lead us in a word of prayer. We're going to have our, our offering. That's always a good thing to take up an offering. So some of you may think, well, we're debt free and we're in the black. I just don't think I'll give again to Great Hills. Well, that's not good. That's a big mistake because we still need to eat. We still need to pay our bills. We still need to reach the nations with the gospel. So, but I don't worry about y'all about that. I don't. Because I think Great Hills is mature to the point where tithing and giving is, is a blessing and not a cursed thing. It's a, it's a wonderful responsibility, so I thank you. And, and, and guys that are helping us, if y'all would grab your plates, we'll, we'll take up the offering. And then Trey, if you'll pray for us, pray for the offering. I know you've got a couple of announcements you want to make to us today. And then Ashley and I will make our way in the back. We will we'll greet you. We've we got some brochures about the Greece trip. If you're interested, we'll, we'll give you the information. My new book is out for the one. Uh, we'll, we'll sell a copy, but if you don't, if you can't afford it, you just tell me, say, I can't afford it. I want that book and we'll just give it to you. I'll sign it and give it to you. It's called For the One. You ever heard of that? Yes, you have. So you said, well, you're not having an invitation. Why aren't you having an invitation? Well, we will next week. Let me tell you something about next week. 
do not miss next Sunday. January the 12th is going to be a day of salvation. I'll say that. It's going to be a day of salvation. This altar will be filled with people making commitments, making decisions for the Lord. I just, I just know it. And, and you'll see what I'm talking about when you come Sunday. You good, Trey? Good. Why don't you pray for us, brother?